0: Welcome back to another episode of Win Championship Repeat, Boston Sports Podcast. And on this week's episode of the podcast, we are going to be looking at some Patriots news um, involving Tom Brady uh, that um, I believe I already uh, kind of talked about a little bit, but I want to kind of uh, bring it up uh, again, discuss... And then I want to talk about the um, news involving the um, Red Sox and their offseason and what has taken place. Um, So let's get started. So there were rumors with the Patriots and Tom Brady that came out last week, two weeks ago, about the potential of a reunion between Tom Brady and his former team next season. And it was talking about how if the Patriots could get a good offensive coordinator and get a good um, coaching staff, then Brady might be interested in coming back. There were also reports that were thrown out saying that the Patriots could look to trade Mac Jones for a first-round pick. Now, there are a lot of great football teams that need a quarterback. And so in the case of trading Mac Jones, there are a lot of teams... That would have interest. Tom Brady to the Patriots is an interesting move. I think there's a possibility because, number one, if you add a, another pick, you have two first-round picks. You have Tom Brady in there. Ramondre Stevenson looks very good. You know, Hunter Henry's there. If they move on from John U. Smith, who knows? They have a boatload of cap space. They have a clearly capable backup in Bailey Zappi. Bailey Zappi could be a starter at some point in his career. And if Tom Brady's your starter and Zappi's your backup, Zappi learns from the greatest quarterback. So he gets a good look. He gets to see what's going on. Mac Jones can start somewhere else, obviously. Um, I don't know if he will. But, you know, the Patriots could uh, go out there and add in Tom Brady uh, if he wants to really come here. Um then uh i got no problems with it um he would be a a very good player for this team i think with all of the you know you know history with this team and what he brings to the table um and i honestly think he could be um he could be a very good uh addition if they decide to go for it he could just stay with tampa or go somewhere else um but it's it's definitely a possibility. I think um, there is uh, a chance it could happen. Uh, a very small chance, in my opinion. But there is still a chance. Uh, I think we'll see how the season goes with Mac Jones, and um, you know we'll go from there. But right now, uh, I would say um, it looks like probably not going to happen. But I guess you never know, um, and uh, kind of have to. Wait and see what happens with the season. Obviously, if Tampa Bay makes the playoffs, then that'll obviously help them tremendously. Patriots are playing the Arizona Cardinals. Arizona is um, not one of the greatest teams this year. They aren't the worst team in the world. Um, And they are in third place in the uh, NFC West. Patriots are in last place in the AFC East, but only a game behind the Jets, um, and they hold the tiebreakers over the Jets. Cardinals have lost four out of five recent. Uh, Patriots got three out of um, five of their last games were victories. Uh, Patriots are minus one and a half. Right now, Damian Harris is questionable. Jalen Mills is questionable. Isaiah Wynn is questionable. Yoni Kajus is questionable. Um, And there are a bunch of questionable wide receivers and other players Greg Dortch, Rondell Moore, Trace McSorley, Brian Murphy, Charles Washington for the Cardinals. Um, So we will see um, what happens there. I think the Patriots, they'll win. Uh, It's going to be a good game. And uh, I wouldn't uh, expect otherwise. Uh, So they are looking pretty good. And going into Arizona, you know, hopefully they can get a victory and we move on. So, now, I want to take a second and talk about the Red Sox, which I've been talking a lot about the Red Sox, but there's a lot going on, so let's uh, go with it. So, Xander, I'm going to talk about in a minute. Uh, there really isn't much going on there, but I'll get to you know all the, the news there. Uh, the Red Sox had a plan in place, according to Charon Bloom, where he wanted to bring in, in total, like seven, eight, nine players to fill out the roster, and... We had a lot of holes on our roster for sure. There were a lot of places where we needed to upgrade. The outfield, we needed a new pitching staff, we need a DH, a catcher could be nice. And so, besides the two relief pitchers we added in already, which those guys will help our team, we needed a little bit more, and we got our first somewhat big name, and Kenley Jansen joining the Red Sox, two years, $32 million. This dude was a very good r- relief pitcher, closer. He was the closer for the Dodgers when they lost to the Red Sox in the World Series in 2018. Um, he is a, um, a very, very good player. Um, and, uh, yeah, he is... Um, Someone who is going to help this team a lot. Uh, The Red Sox have been looking at a lot of free agents. Zach Efren, Tyler Anderson, Andrew Heenley, Tommy Kale. uh, Those guys are all gone. They are guys that didn't join the Red Sox for whatever reason. But we did get Kenley Jansen. He is going to be our closer. He is going to be the man. He is going to take um, his talents to Boston. I think this is a good move. I think it's a low-cost move. Uh, someone who has experience as a top tier closer. He's been an all star. I like what he brings to this team, and they needed to get relief pitching. And I always felt like they needed a true closer, and it seemed like, you know, um, they were going to look at you know what they could. Tanner Hook was gonna be a closer potentially, um, and now it seems like they got one who's better, and we haven't really had any top tier or any closers of note in a long time so kenley Jansen's going to come in two years um i think he's going to be good think he's going to be good so i like this move a lot it's going to be great and so we filled our closers i don't think we're going to go for any more relievers now because we do have uh enough relievers to to get this done um but what i will say is there is um, a lot of other holes on the team. And outfield was one of those. Um, They were looking at Mitch Haniger, who is, uh, I believe, going uh, elsewhere. Um, And uh, so he is uh, no longer on the free agency board. Um, He is, I believe, um, going somewhere else. uh, The Giants three-year deal. So we can't snag him up, even though the Red Sox were quick to throw his name in the hat of players to go for. We needed an outfielder, and uh, we actually got one. Um, We got a potentially big name, uh, at least not in America, but in Japan. Uh, We signed outfielder Mastaka Yoshida to a five-year, $90 million guaranteed contract. Um, and the contract does not contain any options, provisions, or opt-out clauses. So, very similar to what uh, fellow Japanese outfielder Saika Suzuki got last year from the Cubs. He got five years, $85.5 million. Um, they need outfield help, and this is something to uh, to do. Um, and he has a career point three two seven. and 0.539 line and uh, 2022 numbers 0.335 0.447 0.561 through 508 trips to the dish this year this is on uh, com, which is giving me all this information Um, because I don't really know anything about him he's an outfielder he's from Japan and that's about just what I got but uh, yeah, um, this is probably going to be a great move. Uh, 21 homers in four of the last five years. He collected over 20 doubles in five years running. He's never reached 30 long balls in a season. But 20-plus homers, uh, not too bad. Um, and this fills a lot of needs. Um, this fills a shit ton of needs. And I think this is going to be one of the... Um, One of the best moves uh, for the Red Sox. So it looks like right now um, we do have exactly three outfielders. Um, We have uh, Verdugo, Kike, and now Mastaka Yoshida. Now, I don't know if they're going to go for another outfielder. I don't know if Kike is going to move into the infield. Um, We don't know what's going to happen with... um, Xander, um, but bringing in Yoshida is a good move. I like this guy a lot. I like what he brings to the table. Uh, again, I don't know too much on him, but uh, from what I've been reading just recently, just to catch myself up, it looks it looks pretty good. So the Xander situation. Let's let's talk about that. Xander um, Bogarts has it's been a whirlwind of stuff because there have been reports that um heavy discussion um between Xander and the Red Sox and then I saw uh maybe other teams are interested maybe the Red Sox aren't um and it's been one of those things where I've basically been looking at this and everything has changed um like by uh the day and um they are in heavy discussions, according to John Hyman of the New York Post. Um, and uh, it's one of those things where I think they have to pony up if they really want to bring him in. And um, if not, then, you know, who really knows uh, what they're going to do. But I honestly think if they really want to bring him in. Um, and keep him long term which they should try and do uh, they're gonna have to uh, they're gonna have to um, pony up for sure and uh, you know I don't know exactly what's gonna happen so now that we added a closer and we added an outfielder he is a left-handed bat so we might need a right-handed bat but um, let's uh, talk about what the next, couple of moves should be what should be the next game plan for Red Sox what should they do now so number one on my list is signing Xander Bogarts or another big name guy to play shortstop whether that's Dansby Swanson whether that's um, Carlos Correa I have said before that I think it would kind of be rough to not sign Xander but sign someone else uh, unless the price is like completely like way off in terms of value like if Xander wants x amount let's say he wants a lot of money and somebody else doesn't want as much like 20 30 million less um then maybe you'd consider bringing in another one of the options out there like Dansby Swanson who's probably not going to get as much as Xander and if that's the case um that's fine Um, obviously if the prices are, um, around the same, uh, range, then just try and go for Xander. But, um, if there's a big difference and you don't want to pay that big difference, then I guess I can understand going for someone else, but they do need to sign Xander or a big name player. There is reports that the Red Sox are in on Swanson as a backup plan at shortstop, um, According to Mark Bowman, the Cubs, Cardinals, Twins, and Red Sox are among the teams who have thus far shown the most interest in Swanson. Um, So if things don't work out with Xander, then um, we'll see what happens, uh, but Swanson could be an option. So shortstop. Number two is adding in a top free agent pitcher. Uh, It doesn't have to be Carlos Rondon. I think he's going to want way too much money from what we can stand for. But Uh, There are other guys out there. Um, They have uh, Senga, who is the starting pitcher. He's Japanese. Maybe we added an outfielder from Japan. Maybe he'll try to recruit uh, Senga to join the Red Sox as well as a starter. Um, I don't know, but he could be an option. Chris Bassett could be an option. Um, There are other pitchers. Uh, We could go for, I think he's with the uh, Marlins. We can make a trade for... Pablo Lopez um, if we choose to go for a starting pitcher via trade, but I think he'll cost a lot. So adding a starter via free agency probably might make a lot more sense, um, and there's a chance that it could be a starter who isn't you know your top guy, but he could be like a team's number two option potentially. So that's uh, number two on my board. Number three is bringing in a designated hitter who... Most likely a right-handed bat because we probably need someone who fits that more so than a left-handed bat. So going for a player in free agency who fits that would be ideal. Now, uh, I think the Red Sox this season are going to do some sort of a cavalcade of circle around the wagon, DH by association, by you know, team. Like, I don't think you're going to have a JD Martinez at DH. You're going to have, like, a bunch of people, like Eric Cosmer and maybe Tristan Cass, maybe Devers. You know, there's going to be so many guys. If Trevor Story is not 100% healthy at points in the season, he could be your DH. You know, I think you're going to get that. So, at the end of the day, getting in maybe another right handed bat, potentially a outfielder who can kind of play in the outfield but also be a DH at times or, you know, just be a bench outfielder um, and then play when they need him to. Um, like, that's something that they should go for. Um, and, you know, if they want to trade for one, uh, they can obviously always do that. But I don't know if they will or not. Um, so, yeah, filling that shortstop position is number one number two is going out there and snagging a starting pitcher via free agency um, number three on my list is the dh number four would be adding in a top tier starting pitcher in the trade market and get rid of some of the guys that don't really fit this team for example jared duran bobby Dalback, josh taylor jeter downs daris Juan hernandez Like Getting rid of all of those guys is exactly, or not all of them, but getting rid of a good amount of them in a trade is exactly what could be in the best interest for the Red Sox. So Shane Bieber from uh, the Cleveland Indians would be a perfect name. I had mentioned earlier Pablo Lopez. So if they go after Shane Bieber and they add Kode Senga, as your free agency pitcher and then you have this roster with players and let's say they go out there and bring in somebody um in free agency to play that sort of dh role maybe a backup outfielder etc etc um right-handed bat not too bad and then you bring back xander or you bring in dansby swanson honestly that's not a bad move those aren't like bad trades and I think I'd be happy with that. In all honesty, I think I'd be um, I'd be happy with that one. So if they do go down that that road and they go down in that direction, I think that's exactly uh, something that would uh, that would be a good idea. So um, that would be my tier list of potential um, things that they should at least um, at least consider doing, um, and obviously. We are still in the earlier stages of free agency, uh, and obviously the big moves haven't really uh, haven't really um, taken place yet, um, or a lot of them haven't really taken place yet. Obviously, Trey Turner got signed. Um, we saw Aaron Judge resign with the Yankees, and you know that sort of thing. But um, yeah, that is uh, my thoughts there. Now, the Boston Celtics, let's go to the Celtics, um, and uh, apparently um, suspended head coach Aime Udoka is ending his uh, relationship with Nia Long, who is an actress. Uh, there was the affair with the Celtics staffer that caused him to end up uh, getting um suspended, and now he has to deal with, um, deal with that, so for, um, the, uh, situation involving may, nothing's changed, um, he is still, uh, suspended, and I really just don't see him coming back, especially with how great they're doing, um, Robert Williams has been getting better and better every day, he was practicing, uh, today, and, um, he is uh, hopefully going to come back soon, uh, but I don't want him to rush back. We don't need him at the moment to rush back, so that's uh, that's fine. Um, in terms of the team overall, um, I think having uh, Al Horford as our defensive anchor, um, our veteran presence, he's going to be here for a little while. Um, I like that a lot. Um, I think uh, I think he could be a good good person to have um i did see this online um involving uh what is cam reddish with the new york knicks being uh upset and trying to cut ties with the team and get traded um would he make sense for boston they have had a need for a wing and potentially they could do that go out there and get themselves a wing and uh, I don't know if he makes a ton of sense, but if the value is right and the trade is right, then I don't really see why it wouldn't be in their their worst uh, plans to um, at least try it out and see if the package is right to go for it. Um, And uh, I think the only issue I could see is if you look at the Celtics, they got so many players. Like New York wasn't giving him the minutes. Will Boston give him those minutes? And if that's the case, uh, and they will give him the minutes, then great. But if honestly they won't have room, um, then I don't know if he would want to play there. Uh, I don't know if um, he would want to be um, playing there. Um, who knows? Uh, but uh, he could be an option if they're looking to trade for someone. They do have trade exceptions to use. Uh, The Boston Celtics are um, the best team in the Eastern Conference, which is um, expected so far this season, Um, and they hold a two-game lead over the Milwaukee Bucks, Milwaukee, Um, and that's always a good thing um, right now, Um, and their counterpart, TD Garden counterpart that is, the Boston Bruins, are also lighting it up in the Eastern Conference. They are in first place in the Eastern Conference Atlantic Division. Um, So Boston Celtics looking pretty good. Boston Bruins looking very good. Patriots, eh, not so much. But we do have a lot of uh, success coming at the TD Garden. Uh, We don't see that too much in Foxborough so far. But Celtics are looking hot. Bruins are looking hot. And it's always good to see. Uh, When Boston sports does well, um, it's always a good thing. Obviously, a lot of the league doesn't like it, but I sure do. So, um, yeah, uh, I'd say uh, it's going good.